الَّذِينَ اتَّخَذُوا Those people who took دِينَهُمْ Their religion لَهْوَن لَهْوَن Distraction وَلَعِبًا And play Meaning their religion was all about play and amusement Having fun Amusing themselves This was their religion If you think about it, religion What role does it play in a person's life? If a person takes their religion seriously They have adopted a particular religion They live by it So what role does their religion play in their lives? Does it affect their lives at all or no? It does To what extent? To every extent Think about it You as a Muslim Your life is dictated by what? By the religion of Islam How much? In the way that you dress In what you eat In how you eat Right? Everything You're waking up You're sleeping Your marriage You're having children Everything is dictated by what? By the laws of the religion You eat only that Which the religion permits you to eat You work in a way You earn money in a way That the religion permits you to do so Alright? When you eat food, you say Bismillah. When you're done with your food, you say Alhamdulillah. Alright? When you begin something important, Bismillah, five times a day, your routine is disturbed. Why? Because of your prayers. In the sense that whatever you're doing has to stop, no matter how important it is. You could be really into your assignment, but when it is Maghrib time, then you have to stop. You could be in the middle of an exam even. Isn't it so? So your entire life is governed by what? Your religion. Over here, what do we see? That the people of hell are who? Those whose lives are governed by what? Play and amusement. Meaning their whole life is about having fun. Their goal in life, their purpose in life, everything that they're concerned about in everything that they do is what? Fun, play, amusement. They want fun in everything. So those are the people who are following what? Their desires. الَّذِينَ اتَّخَذُوا دِينَهُمْ لَعِبًا وَلَهْوًا Their religion is what? Play and amusement. Having fun. And if you think about it, these days, this is something that is encouraged so much. You work, if you study anything, it should be something that you enjoy. If you work somewhere, it should be something that you love, you enjoy. Don't they say, follow your heart? Hmm? Do everything that you like to. You want to study something, study. You don't want to study it, leave it. Because you should only do something that you're very passionate about. Okay, that's good, because it will be easier for you. However, there are many things in life that you may not be passionate about. Doesn't mean that you leave them. Just because you don't enjoy them, just because you don't find them to be fun, doesn't mean that you leave them. No. Because they're still important. Right? Yes, sister. Bismillah. Assalamu alaikum. My son, he was telling me yesterday in a school, the teacher told him, while you're doing the computer work, I will tell you which music is good, listen to this music. And he told him, I have better idea, and I will listen to Surat al-Rahman. I really feel happy, you know, because they're doing, they feel like, you know, the dunya, it's just about music, about fun. Yes. But it's not. Yes. And it's amazing that... Many times it happens that when children, when they're picked up by their parents after school, what's one of the first questions their parents ask their children? Did you have fun? Did you have fun? And what happens? From a very little age, children think that school should be fun. 
And if it's not fun, and they have to sit down and write for half an hour, that's no fun. And if they get homework, in which they have to do some readings, that's no fun. If they're made to count something, that's no fun. It's boring. So then what happens? Naturally, they get averse to anything that is serious, and they are inclined to everything that is fun. So they want to watch television, they want to spend time with the computer, they want to watch movies, they want to play games, they want to go out to the park, whatever age, doesn't matter. From very little children to big adults even. What are they concerned about? Fun, fun, fun. It doesn't mean that having fun is wrong. No. We see that the Prophet ﷺ also had fun with his family. He raced once with his young wife. right? And he let his wife watch a show. All right? This was something that the Prophet ﷺ also did because it's a natural need of human beings. They need time to just relax and take it easy and just you know, enjoy themselves. However, it doesn't mean that this is something that a person does all the time or every day for multiple hours. Like for instance, some people, they think it's almost an obligation that they have to watch television. And if they don't get to watch television, it's as though their day is incomplete. Every weekend, they have to watch a movie. Every day, they have to go out somewhere. At least once a week, they have to go out somewhere with their friends, or they have to go to the mall. It's like fard on them. They've made it wajib on themselves. And if one day, they're not able to do something that they like, that whole day is what? A write-off. That whole day is what? No fun. That whole day is boring. The people of hellfire are those who spend their lives... Fulfilling their desires. The people of Jannah are those who hold off on fulfilling their desires. Why? Because time is short. Life is very short. And every moment is important. So they defer enjoyment and fulfillment of desires until when? The hereafter. There is a balance. They do what is necessary. At the same time, they also have fun. But in moderation. The people of hell, their characteristic is what? الَّذِينَ اتَّخَذُوا دِينَهُمْ لَهْوًا وَلَعِبًا They took their religion as lahu and la'ib. وَغَرَّتْهُمْ And it deceived them. الْحَيَاةُ The life, a dunya of this world. The life of this world deceived them. Because they thought, this is everything. I have to fulfill this desire of mine. I have to have fun. I cannot miss this. I cannot miss that. The life of this world deceived them. Because they thought this life was very important. And as a result, they forgot the akhirah. And when they forgot the akhirah, what will happen? In the hellfire, when they will ask, can we please have some water? Can we please have some food? They will be forgotten. They will not be responded. Allah says, فَالْيَوْمَ So today, meaning in the hereafter, on the day of judgment, نَنْسَاهُمْ We shall forget them. نُونْ سِينِيَ نِسْيَانْ To forget. We shall forget them today. Kama just as nasu they forgot liqa a meeting yawmihim their day hada this just as they forgot this meeting meeting with Allah meeting with their final result they forgot about it in the life of the world today we will forget them this doesn't mean that Allah will literally forget them because Allah doesn't forget anything La yadillu rabbi wa la yansa. My Lord does not make an error, nor does He forget. What it means is that He will abandon them. Because once you've abandoned something, it's as though you have forgotten it. 
Once you've left something, you don't attend to it, you don't respond to it, you don't take care of it, then what does it mean? That you've forgotten it. So just like that, they will cry, they will scream, they will beg for help, they will beg to be taken out, but not even one plea, not even one request will be answered. In this dunya, what happens? When a person calls upon Allah, even if he is very sinful, even if he's consumed haram, what happens? Allah does respond to the call in some way or the other. You know the hadith in which we learn about the man whose clothing is haram, whose food is haram, body is haram, and he calls upon Allah. The Prophet ﷺ said, then how can his prayer be answered? He didn't say that his prayer shall not be answered. Because there is a possibility that Allah will show mercy to him. There is a possibility. It's up to Allah, but Allah can show mercy to him if he wants. But we see that in the hereafter, no matter how much people beg Allah, they will not be responded. فَالْيَوْمَ نَنْسَاهُمْ كَمَا نَسُوا لِقَاءَ يَوْمِهِمْ هَذَا You shall be dealt with in the way that you responded to Allah. These people, they didn't respond to Allah. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will deal with them in the same way. Allah will not respond to them either. You know, in this world, in this life, five times a day we are called. Called to speak to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The Prophet ﷺ said that when one of you is praying salah, then he is yunaji rabbahu. He is talking privately with his Lord. Yunaji munajat is a secret private conversation that no third person hears. Salah is a meeting with Allah, a conversation with Allah. Because when you ask for something, Allah answers. When you say something, Allah responds. When you recite Surah Al-Fatiha and you say, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen, Allah responds to that by saying, Hamidani Abdi, my servant praised me. Allah responds to you. It's a private conversation. Imam Bukhari, he mentions this in the chapter of Mawaqeetu Salah. In his collection, he mentions this hadith in the timings of prayers. Because when the time of prayer has come in, then what it means is that you're being called to talk to Allah. Allah is calling you to talk to Him. And if a person does not respond to that invitation, he doesn't go for his appointment with his Lord, then he is like a person who has forgotten his Lord. He doesn't care about the fact that Allah is calling him. So on the day of judgment, what will happen? When this person will call Allah a hundred thousand times a day, more than that, a million times a day, he will call upon Allah. Allah won't respond to him. Because Allah will abandon them just as they abandoned remembering Allah. Just as they forgot Allah, Allah will forget them that day. So think about it. How much is it that we remember Allah today? Allah says, وَمَا And that which كَانُوا They used to be ayatina with our verses. يَجْحَدُونَ They reject. يَجْحَدُونَ is from juhud, jim, ha, dal. And juhud is to reject something after recognizing it. They recognized the truth. They knew it. They understood it. Yet they didn't accept it. So what will happen on the Day of Judgment? Allah will ignore them. In a hadith, which is in Bukhari, we learn that on the Day of Judgment, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will say to a servant, Alam uzawwijka? Did I not get you married? Did I not give you a spouse? Alam ukrimka? Did I not grant you honor in your life? Did I not make horses and camels subservient for you? 
Meaning, so many things of this world working for you, they listen to you. You get into the car, you put the key in, you start, and it starts. You drive it, and it drives. Did I not allow you to become a leader and a master? Didn't I give you so many things as your own, your possessions, your things? Did I not do all this for you? He will say, yes. Allah will say, did you think that you will meet me? Did you ever think that you will meet me one day? And that person will say, no, I never thought about my meeting with you. I never paid attention to that. I never worked for that. I never prepared for that. Allah will say, then this day I will forget you just as you had forgotten me. You forgot me? Despite the fact that I gave you so much, everything you have, I gave it to you. But you forgot me. So today, no matter how much you call upon me, I will forget you. Your prayers, your requests will not be responded to at all. How sad. How sad that a person brings this upon himself. Reflect on your own life. When is it that we forget Allah? If you reflect on this hadith, the first thing that is mentioned is, did I not get you married? Many times it happens with people that when they get married, who do they forget? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. How? That now the spouse comes first. The spouse comes first. For many couples, what happens? We're cuddling, can't be bothered to get up and pray. We're going out to have dinner, come on, we can't go and disturb our dinner and pray our salah. We're relaxing, we cannot recite the Qur'an right now. I have to speak to my husband, I have to speak to my wife, we're having a good time, I don't have time to recite my morning adhkar, my evening adhkar. Right after the salam, I have to sit with my husband, I have to prepare this for him, I have to prepare that for him, I cannot even say subhanallah, alhamdulillah, Allah for ten times each, I can't even do that. I cannot even recite ayatul kursi, because I have to speak to my husband. My husband needs me. I need my husband. Many times it happens that when people get married, they forget Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Their prayers are affected. Their commitment with the religion of Allah is affected. They cannot continue to study the Qur'an because now I'm married. I cannot continue to wear the hijab because now I am married. I have to dress up the best that I can, with the most zina, with the most amount of makeup, and I'm going outside, even though I know that I should cover my beauty. Why? Because I'm married. My husband likes me to do that. I will pluck my eyebrows, I will shape them, even though the Prophet ﷺ cursed such women who do that, because my husband likes that. I won't pray my sunnah, because my husband is calling me. Many times, people forget Allah because of their spouses. And what happens after the spouses? Children. As the children come, the women, the little bit of religion that was left in their lives, even that is gone. For weeks, Qur'an is not recited. For weeks, du'as are not made. Salah is rushed. Because my child is everything to me. My child is very, very important to me. It's very good. You should be concerned about the well-being of your child. However, what's going to happen when you are so attached to your child, you give him everything that you want, you become so possessive about him, and when he grows up, and he moves away from you, then what are you left with? Remember that everything of this world, including the people of this world, they are selfish. They are selfish. Today they are with you, tomorrow they will leave you. Today, 
you think that they're everything to you and tomorrow they'll show you that they don't care for you. Many mothers, they cry, they weep because their own children, they get married and they move away. Now their children are busy in their own lives and they don't have time to even speak to their moms for five minutes. That same mother who dedicated every second of her life to her child, now what's happening? Her child is busy in his own life. And the mother is left alone. And then she cannot tolerate that. It's so difficult for her to accept it that somebody else is now important to my son, to my daughter. If she had remained attached to her Lord, she would not be suffering so much today. I'm not saying that don't care for your children. Care for them. But at the same time realize that you have to remember your Lord. Loving other people doesn't mean that you cut off from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That you don't pray. That you lessen your prayers. You shorten them. You rush through them. You don't have time to remember Allah. No. وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا أَشَدُّ حُبَّ لِلَّهِ They are most intense in their love for Allah through every single stage of life. Whether they have children or they don't have children. Whether they're single or married or divorced. No matter what stage of life they're in. No matter what they're going through. Their love, the strongest love they have is for who? Allah. And if a person lives like this, then in the hereafter... he will have everything that he wants. Then he will be remembered by Allah. Because he remembered Allah today, Allah will never forget him. Assalamu alaikum. Even in this world, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sends us examples of how we will be alone in the end. You know, when your best friend moves away, or your, you know, your aunts or your grandparents, like when you leave people behind, when people leave you, each time you move to a higher level of education, you leave your old friends behind because you all move so far away. Even in this world, we're given examples that in the end, we're only going to have Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yes, because He's there with you always. Always. There will be people in your lives whom you are so close to, but then within a year, you've lost touch with them completely, you haven't spoken to them for weeks, and while you were friends with them, you thought that they were everything in your life. Assalamu alaikum. Yesterday I was just talking to someone and um, they were saying they need to move out or whatnot and they have to work really, really more hard, like seven days a week to make that kind of money. So I was telling them, no, you don't need to. You need to consistent on your salah and ask Allah to give barakah in whatever you are doing. And then that person was getting really upset that this is the necessities. I'm doing this for my children, my wife. So I was telling them that really, do you really love your children and wife so much that you're ready to be burned in hellfire and be suffered in the grave? You really love those children and wife so much that you're ready for that punishment? So sometimes I think people excuse themselves by saying, I'm doing this for my children and this, usually, but they're not. They're doing for their own desires. Yes. And... It's possible that a person loves their family so much, but then they should remember that this family is not going to be there with me forever. My children will never burn for me. They will never suffer for me. They will never go in the grave for me. I have to go myself. So I have to remember Allah now, so that Allah will remember me later. Assalamu alaikum. Um, there was once a Quran teacher and she implemented a verse from Surah Taha and she always like, she loved Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala more than anybody. So um, one day it was Duhr time and her, she knew her husband was coming so she would regularly like make food for him. But she saw the time was coming and she remembered that ayah and she said to herself, you know, I should go and pray because I don't know if I'll be here. So um, she, when she prayed and her husband came home and he was angry, he kept calling her name. 
when he saw that she died in sajda وَلَقَدْ جِئْنَاهُمْ بِكِتَابٍ And certainly we brought them a book. We came to them with a book, meaning we sent them a book. People weren't left in ignorance. Allah sent a reminder, a book full of reminders, full of advice. And this book, فَصَّلْنَاهُ We have detailed it, meaning explained it in detail. عَلَىٰ عِلْمٍ On knowledge, meaning based on knowledge, evidence. This Qur'an is not full of false things or assumptions. No, it's based on facts. Hudan, it's a guidance, warahma and a mercy, liqawmin for a people, yu'minun, they believe. So this means that on the day of judgment, a person cannot present any excuses, that oh Allah, I didn't know. No, because Allah already sent knowledge, and it's our duty to find out. One is that a person makes a mistake out of ignorance, and the other is that he makes a mistake because of incompetence or ineptitude, that he doesn't put in the required effort where he is able to put the effort. And because of that, he ends up making a mistake. So when he makes a mistake in this way, then he is responsible, he is guilty. Allah has sent the knowledge, sent the reminders. And if we don't change our lives, if we don't remember Allah, then it's only our fault. Allah says, هَلْ are يَنظُرُونَ Are they waiting? Are they waiting? إِلَّا إِكْسَبْ تَأْوِيلَهُ It's result. It's actualization, it's fulfillment. Ta'wil is from the root letters Hamza Waulam, Awl. Awl is to return to the origin. Awal, one, first. So the first is the beginning, the origin. So Awl is to return to the beginning, the origin. And ta'wil has two meanings. One, interpretation, meaning the original intended meaning of something. Alright? And secondly, the fulfillment of something. When something actually comes true, it happens. So it was said that such and such will happen. When it actually happens, that is, it's the wheel. It's actualization, it's fulfillment. Because it reminds you of what was said originally. So what was said originally, it will come to happen. So Allah says, what are these people waiting for? Are they waiting for its fulfillment? Meaning the fulfillment of what the Qur'an warns us about? What does the Qur'an warn us about? The Day of Judgment. Hellfire. Tells you about Jannah. What are we waiting for? Why aren't we changing our actions? Why aren't we remembering Allah the way we should remember Him? Why are we not giving the haqq of Allah the way we should give Him haqq? Why not? What are we waiting for? Are we waiting for the Day of Judgment to actually happen before our eyes? هَلْ يَنظُرُونَ إِلَّا تَأْوِيلَهُ يَوْمَ on day يَأْتِي It will come تَأْوِيلُهُ It's actualization, it's interpretation, meaning it's fulfillment. In other words, will come true. يَقُولُ He will say, who? الَّذِينَ نَسُوهُ مِنْ قَبْلُ Those people who had forgotten it from before. Nasuhu, they forgot it from Nisyan, min qabl before. Meaning before in the life of this world, they had forgotten the day of judgment. So when the day of judgment will come, they will say, قَدْ جَاءَتْ Certainly they came. Rusulu, messengers, Rabbina of our Lord, bilhaq with the truth. Then they will admit that yes, the messengers of our Lord certainly brought the truth. The Qur'an was true. What the Prophet ﷺ warned us about was true. But this confession now, admitting that now, is it going to help them? No. So they will say, فَهَلْ So is لَنَا for us مِنْ شُفَعَاءَ 
from intercessors, any intercessors, shufa'a, plural of shafir. Who is shafir? One who intercedes on behalf of the other, requests on their behalf that please forgive them, please let them go, or please excuse them, please accept you know, what they're offering. So they will say, is there anyone who can request on our behalf, any prophet, any righteous person, any angel, who can ask Allah to please forgive us? Because our requests, now they're not being heard. So is there anyone who will speak for us today? Like in this world, if a person is suffering in silence, and the majority of the people have forgotten them, still there is that one person, that one organization, that one human rights activist, that will continue to advocate for that person, for justice to be done to them. Right? There's someone or the other who remembers them. Someone or the other who will keep reminding people about them. But the people in hellfire, is there anyone, anyone at all who will request for them? No one. Fayashfa'ulana, so they intercede for us? None at all. In Surah Al-Muddathir we learn, فَمَا تَنْفَعُهُمْ شَفَاعَةَ الشَّافِعِينَ The intercession of the intercessors, it will not benefit them at all. They will say, Oh, or, if that's not gonna happen, then at least نُرَدُّ We shall be returned. Meaning to the life of this world. فَنَعْمَلَ So we will do. غَيْرَ Other than الَّذِي Which kunna We used to. نَعْمَل We do. Meaning if we could be given just one more chance, sent back to the world, then we will do very different actions. We will live very differently. We will leave all our bad habits. We will leave our children, our money, our friends who distracted us. No, we will only be concerned about Allah. They will say, one chance, but will it be granted? No. Allah says, قَدْ خَسِرُوا أَنفُسَهُمْ In fact, they will have lost themselves. They will lose themselves on that day. Meaning, they will have no authority to do anything for themselves. If you lose someone, then what does it mean? You can't do anything to help it. You can't do anything to help them. You can't do anything with them. So just like that, their bodies, their lives will no longer remain theirs. Meaning, they won't be able to come out of hellfire, they won't be able to change their situation, عنهم, and it will be lost from them. مَا كَانُوا يَفْتَرُونَ That which they used to invent. All the false things that they invented about the akhirah, those false gods that they believed in, lost. Nothing is going to help them at all. Recitation. الذين اتخذوا دينهم لهوا ولعبا وغرتهم الحياة الدنيا فاليوم ننساهم كما نسوا لقاء يومهم هذا وما كانوا بآياتنا يجحدون وَلَقَدْ جِئْنَاهُمْ بِكِتَابٍ فَصَّلْنَاهُ عَلَىٰ عِلْمٍ هُدًى وَرَحْمَةً لِقَوْمٍ يُؤْمِنُونَ هَلْ يَنْظُرُونَ إِلَّا تَأْوِيلَهُ يَوْمَ يَأْتِي تَأْوِيلُهُ يَقُولُ الَّذِينَ نَسُوهُ مِنْ قَبْلُ قَدْ جَاءَتْ رُسُلُ رَبِّنَا بِالْحَقِّ فَهَلْ لَنَا 
Many times it happens that we forget to remember Allah. Why? Because we defer it, we delay it. Like for example, in the morning we say, I will do my adhkar maybe in half an hour. Right before breakfast. I'll do my adhkar right after breakfast. I'll do my adhkar on the way to class. But what happens? We keep deferring and deferring because of who? Sometimes our children, sometimes our spouses, sometimes ourselves, sometimes our food. And at the end of the day, we realize we did not remember Allah at all. So what is it that we need to remember at that time when we're deferring? That no, I have to do it now. I have to make time for it now. Because if I'm not doing it right now, how do I think that later I will have more time? Because with every passing hour, life only gets busier. You only have more to do. With every passing day, your responsibilities increase. If a woman thinks, right now, you know, I'm going to have my children, and then inshallah afterwards I'll do something. When you have your children, what's going to happen? You're only going to get busier. You have one child, And then that will be followed by another, another, how much ever Allah plans to give you. But with each child, your responsibilities are increasing. Many women think, I have a baby right now. Every two hours I have to nurse the baby. You know what? Right now they're only nursing. Within six months, they will need solid foods as well. And then after that, they will have you know, their own taste. So they'll be very picky about food. And then you won't have one, you'll have more to deal with. So life will only get busier. Remember Allah now in what you're doing. Then Rasulullah he answered, he said, praying salah in the proper time, first of all. Then he again he asked, then the another deed after that one, then he said, uh, obeying your parents. And after that he asked again, and the third one, and he then Rasulullah he replied, He said, struggling hard in the way of Allah. So really when we were listening, even my sons were also listening that one, and I, they gave reflection after the hadith class. Then they said, it means mom, we have to go for salah first, then we're going to obey you. Then you know, that the best deed, ahabbu ilallah, most beloved to Allah is as-salatu ala waqtiha, performing the prayer At its proper time. What is the proper time of prayer? As soon as the time for a certain prayer comes in. Except for two prayers. Isha, the Prophet ﷺ preferred to pray it later. And Salatul Zuhud, when it was extremely hot, then he would defer it a little bit. But other prayers, as soon as the time enters, pray Salat immediately. When a person does that, then that is the most beloved day to Allah. Because it's like, think about it. If you, If somebody gives you Two hours, between three and five, come and see me for ten minutes. And if you come exactly at three o'clock, three or five, three fifteen, three thirty, is that good? Very good. Why? Because you came quickly. And if you show up at five minutes to five, ten minutes to five, they've been waiting for you an hour, fifty minutes. 
an hour, 55 minutes. You think it's good to show up like that? No. When you come early, as soon as the appointment begins, when you show up on time, that's the best thing that you can do. So the most beloved deed to Allah is that a person remembers Allah, leaves what he's doing, and responds to the call of Allah, to speak to Allah, يُنَاجِ رَبَّهُ So that he can have a private conversation with Allah, an appointment with Allah, a meeting with Allah. That's the most beloved deed to Allah. And if a person defers, 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 then what happens? He ends up praying in the last five minutes, the last three minutes, and then a time comes when he, when he misses the prayer completely. And what is that? Forgetting Allah. Preferring other things, other people, ourselves, over Allah. Again and again and again, until a person completely forgets Allah. Subhanakallahumma bihamdik, nashadu an la ilaha illa anta, nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayk. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.